Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Find us online 24-7 at pathtozion.com. Send us an email, pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. As I'm always saying, we would love to come where you are to speak, to pray, to encourage, to share the little bit that we know that God is teaching us about this ancient way reality, about the more of God, not just the more of God with like His presence and and an outpouring of His Spirit. Those are components, yes, but also a going back and remembering what's been forgotten, forsaken, abandoned, that just through throughout the generations has just been continually forgotten. And we're going to talk about that today in today's program. We're going to look at the book of Habakkuk and just read a verse. And we'll get to that in a moment. Before we do that, though, yesterday's episode, I just want to be absolutely clear to uh, address the, the episode titled Fix Your Gaze. It was recorded yesterday and posted this morning. If you've listened to that message, I, I want to be redundant and make, make absolute clear what I was saying in its full context. I've just, I want to make sure what I'm saying is, is rightly explained to give it the best chance to be rightly understood as I intended it to be, to, to accomplish its purpose that I intended it to. And so, just to be absolute clear, if you listen to that episode and have any kind of, I don't know, if you're unclear about what I was saying, or have some concerns or questions, or maybe, I guess to be absolutely clear, I want to make sure I don't sound like I am saying causes and injustices of this earth are of absolutely no relevance. If you listen to the program, you know that I reference specifically things such as human trafficking. I want to be clear, so please listen to what I'm saying in its fullness, and then we'll get to today's program. I am in no way saying these issues are not relevant or need a rightful amount of attention. I'm not saying neglect issues. I'm not saying turn a blind eye and pretend that major injustices are not real or that we should just neglect them entirely and not give them any attention whatsoever. But to be crystal clear, what I'm saying is these things have got to be in their proper place. As I know I I did clearly state is I feel like some of my purpose and calling is to continually remind and remind again the church's gaze, her wayward eyes, her, her looking to the left and to the right and and, and easily being distracted. She's got ADD, people. The church has some attention deficits. We're easily distracted, all of us, by even social 
injustice and horrible things, horrible things, right? But all I'm saying, and then we'll move on, is let us be clear that these things are put in their proper place, given their proper amount of attention in wisdom. Because I see so many people, just to be absolutely specific, saying, for example, the coronavirus is just a distraction to hide the real issue at hand, which is human trafficking. I've seen cartoon images and, you know, different types of pictures depicting this in different ways, saying that, like, everybody is distracted by the virus, and I've seen the same thing, though, about the elections. You know, so many people are distracted at the anti-Trump movement that they're not seeing human trafficking. And everything in the world somehow is to make Donald Trump look like an evil dictator. And, like, it's all I'm saying, friends, in, in absolute gentleness and kindness... Is friends, we our our vision is so small. Our vision is so small. So limited. We are so distractible ourselves. And that if we ourselves aren't careful, we're we're exposing the distraction, and then we ourselves are distracted. Because what I'm saying is. Everything is vying to distract us from the overreaching, overriding issue, which is the lawlessness of this age. The injustice that is prevalent in our generation, as much as it perhaps has ever been, as in the days of Noah, we've forgotten the greatest injustice is the denial of Yahweh God, the rebellion of humanity. And so when you start thinking through the, the overreaching principles that are at play here with principalities and powers swaying men to hate God and to not keep His commands and to live as a lawless people with no boundaries and, and no restraint, all of these other things are only mere offshoots of the major overriding issue. That's what I'm trying to say. And so I'm saying instead of trying to take pruning shears to all of the offshoots of the main issue, man, let's get out a shovel and get to the root. Which is what? Only, only resolved by ourselves, first and foremost, judgment beginning in the house of God of, of repentance to the utmost. Repentance to, to the deepest, darkest recesses of our individual and then corporate beings as ones in Messiah. And so without going into that and rehashing the entire episode all over again down another road, <laughs> I'll leave that there. But I do, want, I do want to be clear. I want to make sure that in my words, I'm not causing more distraction myself. And so, man, today, I was, just, I was reading some stuff in Isaiah. I was primarily in Isaiah today. But, man, somehow I ended up reading Habakkuk. And I got to Habakkuk chapter 3, 
And I read as far as verse 2, and I just stopped. And what I read was something I think I'm probably going to print out. I'd like to say I'm going to memorize, which for me is like this immeasurably difficult task. I'm so horrible at memorization. But I read Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2, and I thought, if there is ever a prayer for this hour, it's this. And it is, it's the following. Adonai, I have heard the report about you. Adonai, I am awed by your deeds. Bring your work to life in our own age. Make it known in our time. But in anger, remember compassion and mercy. And so let's unpack this verse for a few minutes, shall we? We'll take it a little piece by piece here. Man, I'm just saying, I am so desperate for the Word of God right now, it's ridiculous. Things in my life are just, oh man, it's just, I'm in the vice. Well, Joel, it sounds like, man, you're always in the vice. What's the deal, right? (laughs) Oh man, things are just so hard right now. Things are excruciating right now, right I mean, I'd like to say right in the bullseye of the will of the Lord for me and my household. Excruciating. Man. It's an hour of enduring. It's practice. It's a test. And I'm going going to remain. I'm not going to move. But the first part of this verse, Adonai, I have heard the report about you. Okay, so there is this dialogue with the Creator. And there's been a report about Adonai, Yahweh Elohim, the one true God of Israel. I've heard about you, O great King. I've heard a report. I've heard from someone who knows you. I've heard about you. I've heard of your ways. I've been told about who you are by someone. Perhaps I've read in the prophets reports about you and your dealings with with humanity and your dealings with your people. I've heard a report about you, Adonai. And his response is clear. I am awed by your deeds. I'm in awe of you, Adonai. I've heard these reports of your ways, of your deeds, towards your creation and towards your people. And my response is, I am in awe of you. Friends, are you in awe of Adonai? Do you sit in awe of the King, of the eternal God of all gods? Do you sit 
and think about and read the reports about him and just close your Bible and close your eyes and close your mouth and sit in awe of the one true God? And it goes on to say, a request. Bring your works to life in our own age. I would like to expand on this thought, this prayer, this request that's being brought before the Lord of all lords. I've heard reports about you. I've heard about your deeds and your ways and how you deal with men. And I'm in awe of these deeds. I'm in awe of you. I'm in awe of your work. And as I reflect on your work, as I reflect upon your deeds, O great Adonai, I'm going to ask you, would you bring these deeds, would you bring this work to life in my age, in my lifetime? Would you bring these deeds that I see you have done throughout all of creation from the beginning of time and how you have demonstrated yourself and how you have executed righteousness perfect upon the earth? How your dealings with man and your creation, oh God, you are the potter. We are all the clay. Perhaps just like the Psalms. Oh God, who are we? What is man that you are mindful of me? But Lord, your pattern says that you are. And so would you bring that work to life in my age, in our generation? Would you make your work known in our time? In 2020? In 2020? Right here and right now. Would you bring these things to life? And then this verse culminates in what to me seals the fact that this writer clearly understands God's ways, God's position, God's function as the righteous Lord of all creation, who rightly executes justice however he deems right, necessary, and good. And within this last part of the verse, I would also say that the writer understands his place, his condition, the condition of his own age, the condition of his own time. What do I mean by that? The verse ends with, but in anger, okay, so when God comes, When Adonai comes and makes his 
deeds and his work known in our age, in our time, and he brings it to life in our, in our exact age right here in 2020, we could respond like this writer and understand very, just very clearly right out of the gate, this is going to cause you to be angry. When you look upon our condition in our age, in our time, this will incite anger in your eyes, O great Adonai. So knowing this, but in anger, remember compassion and mercy. So let's read this again and then expand it a little bit and then we'll, we'll close the door on today's episode. And again, we need to read this conversationally. And we need to insert ourselves and say, do we dialogue with God in such a way? Or do we merely just, well, Yeshua, Jesus, he just said, hey, pray, present your requests, your petitions, ask, seek, knock. And so we're always just merely asking for God to, quote, help us. Help us, God. Help us. Which I do a fair dose of, by the way. <laughs> I did that a few minutes ago before turning on this recorder. Yes, we are a desperate people. And we are, we are to cry out with tears. Oh, God, help us. Deliver us. Rescue us. That is a component, absolutely. But we must equally cry out for the Lord's ways to prevail, for His works and for His deeds to make their way all the way to 2020. And, and friends, I'm just going to say this. We're going to read the verse, and I'll kind of expand down a little vein of thought. So it says, Adonai, again, we're in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2. Adonai, I have heard the report about you. Adonai, I am awed by your deeds. Bring your work to life in our own age. Make it known in our time. But in anger, remember compassion and mercy. And so again, I just feel, I feel like I need to just continually make this point clear. The writer here in the scriptures is making it clear that when God comes and does what, what he's asking, he's going to be provoked to anger. He's going to become angered by what he sees. Why is that, friend? Because of when, when a righteous, holy, perfect God comes to us in our condition, there's only one response. A demand for us to be what? Holy as He is holy. Look, I want to dwell in your midst. But you've got to, you've got to be, number one, first and foremost, of course, you've got to be in the identity of the perfect Son. You've got to be bathed in blood, deemed righteous, cleansed, deemed acceptable in the sight 
of the fa- excuse me of the father that's of course the greatest prerequisite but what i want to point out for a, for a mere moment here is this ancient way reality and if you listen to this program you know that obviously the path to zion is a is a returning to what's been lost, abandoned, forsaken. Most of modern day religion has followed a replacement theology idea where everything that was has been eradicated, done away with, and replaced by Jesus and this new religion, Christianity. That God somehow had an epiphany that he had to just come up with a new idea and a new plan because his former one didn't work. (laughs) And as errant as it is, majority teaching says that Jesus, the God-man, came to abolish and eradicate what was because man could not please God, which is not true and it's not accurate. And he needed to instate and embody a new religious order and system so that man can really know God. And friends, when we really dissect the scriptures from the proper context of how they were written and what they were intended to do and to be, that's just simply not true. As I referenced just the other day, it was a merging The new and living way was a merging of what Yeshua personified in purchasing the Gentile race to become what already was, which was the the Israel reality of of a royal priesthood nation of people, a merging of ages, not a replacement. Because we know Yeshua said, I didn't come to abolish the law. I didn't come to eradicate this. Everything that was built for the Acts church was what? Built upon the law and the prophets. People were being baptized into what? (laughs) Into every single thing that had preceded. Paul, of course, knew this and taught that clearly in the synagogue. Yeshua Jesus taught in the synagogue. And so in light of this verse specifically in Habakkuk about, man, I'm telling you, it is, it's crystal clear how we have got to remember the report about Adonai. I've heard your report, O God. And I will no longer divorce you from who you've always been. Just because we've not been taught it or we think somehow arrogantly that God's just, quote, not like that anymore. Instead, we need to understand the perpetuity of the identity of God's people as we hear the report about Adonai today 
in its fullness, because again, the gospel did not begin at John 3.16. We must go back and remember. Because we will never walk in present day light, in present day truth, without first remembering who Adonai has always been. And what he has always done on behalf of his people. We will only understand rightly and then therefore assess this age that we now live in when we invite the Adonai of all ages, the God of Israel, y'all, the same God that formed and fashioned a literal people through a one human being reality, perfectly mirroring what he did with creation with first Adam because God is a God, he is a redeemer. And then, I mean, gosh, don't even get me started. And then what? The one God-man, Emmanuel, Yeshua, Messiah. And what's the culmination of the ages? A one-man reality in unity according to the Spirit, a unified man of what what was former, united with what will be to come, the unity and the unification of the one man. And friends, what is that? Jew and Gentile. Jew and Gentile. With what? One head. The great rabbi, King Yeshua, who will rule and reign from Jerusalem on earth. Terra firma. And man, I will be the first person to like, I love to no end spiritual, metaphorical thought. You can see it in everything throughout all of creation. The spiritual principles buried within natural realities. But listen, friend, we've got to be careful that in our own error and replacement theology doctrines, we have not bought the lie that everything is only hyper-spiritual for us now, quote, in Jesus. Well, now it's just all super-spiritual. Now it's all just metaphorical. There is much that is still before us that I believe we will miss unless we pray like Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2. I've heard the report about you. I'm in awe of what I've heard. Bring your work to life right here, right now in 2020, oh God. We will not just be a hyper-spiritual Jesus church where we're no longer an identifiable people for real and we're not really a distinguishable holy nation we're just nebulously in Jesus in individual based thinking no God we won't do that anymore we invite you God of Israel ancient eternal one who revealed yourself to a man named Abram who delivered a man named Noah and his family from the mixing and the falling of all mankind and their rebellion, who came down 
and, and frustrated the ways of men at the Tower of Babel. We remember your ways, O God. So would you make yourself known, your righteous deeds, your acts for, on behalf of all mankind, and most importantly, towards your children? Make them known in our time, God. And we understand this is going to make you angry because our condition stinks. Our condition is fallen. Our condition is your house is in disrepair. We've forgotten your feasts. We've forgotten your new moons. We've forgotten your Sabbath. We don't honor you, God. We're just good Christian Americans now, and we've forgotten your ways. We've forgotten that you want an identifiable nation of people, God. And so you're going to be angry when you, when you do what we ask. And so, God, when you come, please... Knowing that you will be stirred to anger, and rightly so, God, we acknowledge that's true. And we anticipate that. So, God, knowing that, please, when you come and when you're incited to anger, oh, God, remember compassion and mercy. Remember compassion and mercy. Oh, God, remember us like you remembered the people of Nineveh. Remember us like you remembered your children in Egypt. Show us compassion, God. Show us mercy. Do you understand what I'm saying, people? This is the power of the Word of God for right here, for right now. Y'all, this is, this is one verse in Habakkuk. And we could spend hours talking about it. And so in absolute closing, friends, is this... Is this what we're doing? Is the Word of God our food? Is the Word of God your sustenance today, friend? If you're going to spend an hour dedicated to do something today and you're waffling between studying the Word of God and reading about human trafficking and posting images on Facebook, friends, you better choose the former. You'd better choose the Word of God. Because I don't care how bent on justice we are, friends, justice comes with absolute truth. Justice is found in the eternal word of God to his people. If we want to be righteous and just and ready to carry a mantle into the age that is now here and yet before us in days and weeks and months ahead... Friends, we've got to be a holy, consecrated, set-apart people that have come out from the patterns of the world and the culture therein. It's time to be distinct. I don't care and I don't mind that I'm being so repetitious. So let's hear the word of the Lord today and invite Adonai into our 2020 realities that right now, man, He's going to come. But listen, we better be set like this writer where we say, God, you're going, to be, you're going to be stirred to anger. You're going to be provoked at what you see. So God, we know that we're wise, mature sons. We know that's what, what's going to come. Oh God, please show us compassion. Show us mercy. Remember your covenant, oh God. We don't even have time to get into that.
covenantal realities for God's people that did not in any way start at the cross or in the upper room. This is an ancient way, friends. This is an ancient way. This way is ancient. And friends, if you're going back to the upper room Acts reality, friends, you better go back further. I'm just saying. I'm just saying from the depths of the core of my being, you better go back further. What we've been told is too small. It is that, and it's so, so, so much more. It's thousands of years more of hearing the reports of Adonai and standing in awe of his deeds. If this stuff resonates with you, friend, would you consider helping us? We need help. If I had financial ability, I could take this stuff millions of miles further than I can right now. I have a lot of boundaries right now that I just cannot give ourselves to promote this this podcast. If you feel like this is a message that needs to be heard and you give your and you give any time, effort, finances towards endeavors like that, please, please, please consider, prayerfully consider if this is something that's right and needs to be heard in the church in this hour. I'm one person. I can't do much. I can't do much. But the demand is on us, friends, to be sober and to give ourselves to the kingdom and to the establishing of it here and now on earth as it is in heaven. And every single other thing has got to be cast to the side. And I'm just going to be hard and then I'm done. Friends, if you pay a $100 cable bill, if you pay $75 a month for a satellite dish in your yard and you can't help people promote the kingdom, then friends, we've got a problem. We've got a problem. And that's in no way isolated just to this this tiny little blip in the messages going out into the earth. This is a this is a molecule. But I'm just saying we've got to check our priorities. We've got to check our priorities and our indulgences and what we're doing. And anything that hinders us promoting the kingdom and the soon coming king has got to go. So friends, scrutinize your life. I'm scrutinizing mine. Now's the time to do it. We've got to. Thank you for listening as always. Reach out to us. Bring correction. I don't care. Bring it. Bring correction to me. I'll take encouragement, of course, too. But whatever it is, let's just, let's just sharpen one another. Reach out to us. Again, I want to come to where you are. I am so starving to speak to the body of Messiah. And if it's the Lord, it will happen. And if that's where you are, reach out to us at patthezionpodcast at gmail.com. So friends, be alert, be sober. Cry out for the works of Adonai to make it right here into our life, into our age, and into our children's children, because we have no hope without Him. We have no hope. But He is our hope. He is our salvation.
Amen.